This is No Tears for Black Girls, a true crime podcast with a purpose. We have a missing woman. And I gave the police everything that I know. Everything. But here it is. And this y'all first time hearing of this. Uh, or hearing of my connection to it. Why did I post that? Because I posted the pictures. I put the material up. Because I wanted to draw attention to the fact of what is actually going on. Hmm. You know, people have begun to say, he's guilty. Hmm. I'm guilty. Why am I guilty? And let me remind you, I put the information up there. You ain't heard shit about me. I posted it. He's guilty. Why? He has a felonies. He did things in the past. Yeah, I did some burglary when I was younger. And, oh, I sold drugs when I was younger. And, oh, I went to prison, too. I went to prison, too. See, that was the dirt that I grew up out of. Hmm. That made me the God that I am today. We begin with new details in the case of a missing mother. Layla, this morning, the only suspect arrested in connection to the case is now facing new charges. That young mother, Layla Cavett, disappeared in late July and has never been found. And CBS 4's Brooke Schaefer is live at the Broward County Jail. That's where the suspect is still being held this morning. Layla Cavett took one last deep breath before she started her car. Despite the heat of the morning, she shivered as her anxiety surged like a wave threatening to pull her out to sea. The air conditioner of her white Chevy Silverado 3,500 pickup truck hummed as the truck roared to life, and she glanced at the baby on board sign in the passenger window. Layla felt comforted and secure after saying goodbye to her family the night before. They all had a feeling that they would never see her again. Despite her reluctance, she was driving her son to Florida from Georgia, Layla had promised her family that she would be back in a few days. She knew that if she was gone any longer, they would become suspicious. She had a premonition of something bad and had to get to Florida ASAP to evade it. The truck crept out of the driveway, and Layla watched the neighborhood pass by, her heart heavy with sorrow. She accepted she'd never see it again. She glanced back at her son, who was wide-eyed and silent. He seemed to sense the tension that filled the air. Layla had driven for hours, trying to ignore the sick feeling in her stomach as they passed through Georgia and into Alabama. She kept her speed steady, not wanting to draw too much attention to herself. Now and then, she glanced in the rearview mirror, expecting to find someone following her. But she saw nothing except an empty road behind her. The sun was setting when they reached the state line. Layla felt a wave of relief wash over her. Near her destination, she sensed someone following her. She drove while scanning the roadside for signs of trouble, taking a deep breath. They reached the Florida state line. Layla and her son both let out a sigh of relief. They had made it. As Layla drove through the streets of Florida, she relaxed. A sense of relief washed over her as she realized she was out of danger. Layla drove until she reached a small motel on the outskirts of town. She stepped out of the truck and gazed around. Undaunted by the future's uncertainty, she was determined to face it. She was ready for whatever might come. Layla and her son checked into the motel and settled into their room. She was bone-tired, but her eyes refused to close. Fear consumed her mind. She did not know what would happen, and it scared her. 
She lay awake in the dark, trying to make sense of her feelings. The next morning, Layla's mind was still racing. She perched in the dingy motel room, grappling with her dire quandary. She was at a crossroads and unsure of what to do. Fear coursed through her veins as she scoured the unfamiliar environment. She was completely lost. Her phone rang. Her sister stood before her. Layla answered the call, her heart racing. Her sister's fearful voice made her anticipate the worst instead of a minor mistake. Layla, her sister said, her voice trembling, you need to come home. Something terrible has happened. In that moment, Layla knew what she needed to do, return home and aid her family, despite the fear and uncertainty stirring inside of her. Her finger lingered on the hotel room phone as she hung up for the last time. New details tonight on the growing mystery in Broward County surrounding a little boy found wandering in the street. His mother is still missing. Two-year-old Camden is doing okay and being cared for by the state tonight. Earlier today, his mother's truck turned up in Hollywood, but she was not in it, and her grandparents just arrived in South Florida to join in the search. So we are here to help find her and to get our great-grandson, if possible. Carol and Robert Ferdinand came from Nashville, Tennessee to South Florida, hoping to find their 21-year-old granddaughter, Leela Cavett. She's the missing mother of two-year-old Camden, found wandering in Miramar Sunday. I think she's been snatched about the streets. She would have never left her baby. Never. That's my granddaughter. I know her. She would have never left Camden, running in those streets. That's not her. That's not her character. Hollywood police say Cabot was in this Chevy pickup truck found in a Walmart parking lot at 441 in Hollywood Boulevard. It's the same area where police say the young mother was last seen. Leela's three sisters arrived from Alabama Tuesday after learning Leela, who lives in Georgia, was missing so far from home. That's the biggest question we have is why she was in Florida. We don't know. That is the biggest mystery of this entire situation. Two-year-old Camden was found wandering alone outside a Miramar apartment complex. Family members are happy the baby is all right. Now they're hoping the same is true of Leela. I love her very much. And I just want to, I just want us to come home. Safe. And I'm a criminal. And I was the last one to see the girl. So automatically, automatically, I got something to do with it. Thank you, America. Mm. <laughs> Prove my point. Never mind what I've been doing for the last six years of my life since I've been out of prison. Never mind the time, the energy, and the effort that I've dedicated to helping people, healing people. How many of y'all have I talked to personally, one-on-one, -on -one, cried with you? He's a criminal. Lock him up. He did it. Uncover the facts in our upcoming episode and those that follow by tuning into No Tears for Black Girls, a true crime podcast with a purpose. Subscribe now via your favorite podcast platform.